Pranam. Namaste to everybody. Today, I would like to address the theme of integral leadership. I'm going to share my screen. So I will show you. And the topic I chose is integral leadership uh, because uh, the integral represents the whole, as you know, while there are lots of professors, lots of researchers and consultants who have created models of integral leadership in the United States and rest of the world, some of them are based on Aravindo's approach to integral work. And then Ken Wilbur, a well-known uh, researcher and a thinker who has written several books, he had come up with uh, something called a Wilbur III model and an integral model that has been uh, used as a foundation for a variety of people. But many of them do not connect with uh, Shankara or concepts of Advaita. So for me, I'd like to define integral leadership as a whole person leadership where the leader and the led are not two, but not one. So the field of integral leadership becomes something where the consciousness, chit, uh, the uh, chit, I'm looking at it in the context of management as awareness of awareness that requires the second order awakening. It is not just that I know the cognitive awareness, but it is actually being aware of the context in which everything becomes one. Gnatam, Gneya and, uh, and uh, all the three of them become one and the other. Then we are operating in the field of integral leadership. It doesn't matter what kind of model leadership is about. With variety of people have come up with the traits models and person models and variety of them. But it all comes down to three things. How do we make decisions? How do we take actions? And how do we communicate in such a way that we can influence other people? So in some respects, the integral leadership is something where all the three of them come alive with integrity because the polarization that we feel in the world, which talks about the two ends, you know, total positive, total negative, you know, in the United States, we are facing the total democratic, total Republican. And I'm sure, you know, even in India, you begin to hear about the polarities where it is like each of them are an independent and total system by themselves. And these polarities, I feel, are showing up in business, are showing up in the context of religion and spirituality, are showing up in the context of science and technology. Like, uh, for example, with the genes and some people have begun to create the artificial life, but that generates all kinds of ethical questions where some people say this is a phenomenal growth that allows us to do all kinds of treatments because of all these cells that we are generating. On the other side, people say that we are becoming God. So similarly, each of them have got their own polarity. I believe that integral leadership 
is at the core of all of this because it is about not two, but not one. And for that to take place, we need to bring in the Trikarana Suddhi concept, Kaya, Vacha, Manasa, or um, you know, various ways of integrating what we do, what we think and feel, and how we, you know, ultimately, who are we, the being, if we were to look at it, if we can integrate it with this approach, we might be able to help develop a better and a more meaningful leadership model, which is quite consistent with some of what we have been talking about as oneness in the conference. So the idea of the gaps in integrity are connected with ultimately the doing and non-doing. For example, in the Bhagavad Gita, we talk about different kinds of karma, 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 and vikarma, but ultimately the action in the world is the one that not only in the context of philosophy, but also in the context of business and management, people respect. So it is the action that gets a lot more respect. Only problem is between the saying that we do and the doing, the credibility gets lost for many of the leaders because the leaders say, do what I say, but not what I do. And that's the one that creates the maximum credibility gap. And without credibility with other people, our ability to lead others is pretty much gone. Similarly, what we think and feel about them behind their backs versus in front of them is very different especially in the corporations and many nonprofit as well as educational organizations, we have come up with something called a 360 degree feedbacks. In that, many of the leaders are surprised that other people have very strong opinions about them, but none of them have actually come up in the conversation that people have got. That is because commitment each of us have got to each other to honestly, authentically say it in a way that actually makes a difference is very little. Like, uh, you know, Satyam Bhruyat, Priyam Bhruyat, Nabhruyat, Satyam Priyam. What happens is, as a leader, we have to tell the truth, but before we tell the truth, we need to create a context in which they are able to receive the truth as something that is dear to them so that they are willing to take it and follow through. But most of us complain about time and various other aspects. So we rather say things which are nice to them, even though they are not truthful. So Satyam is actually a big loss right there. So commitment gap is something people feel very quickly. That's why this is something, by the way, they talk about authenticity as something that is missing. Some people, of course, some leaders like President Trump in the United States is very authentic. He says what he feels, but not necessarily the most appropriate thing. Let me not go into the political leadership dilemma at this moment. Let me go to the third and the most important. The being. What is this being in the management language people ask? But as you know, in the philosophical domain, the being, the consciousness, here I try to tell them, like Prasad has a way of being. Like in past five minutes, I have been talking to you. There is a particular way in which I'm articulating, the particular way in which I'm interpreting some of these concepts. So there is a way in which you can say, you already have a sense of Prasad, Prasading. Why? 
because I'm still alive, it's a present continuous. There is a essence of me, that Atman, that specific way in which my expression comes through is connected with my true being. And But most of the problem is I may not be doing what my being tells me, what is my swadharma. Swadharma is something that is lost because I either operate based on swabhava or based on what becomes popular and interesting to other people. So I need a courage. I need certain amount of significant courage to follow what is deep within me, what I feel that is my swadharma. For that to be followed, I need courage. So in some respects, I say, for a person to be an integral leader, they have to look at, is it my credibility that is missing because I don't say what I do and I don't do what I say? Or is it my commitment to tell the truth authentically to people because I'm afraid that they will not like what I tell them, but I'm not willing to take the time to create the context in which they will receive my truth? Third, it comes down to internally myself. Am I willing to follow what I'm truly capable of and what is truly my swadharma or I would rather keep doing what is my swabhava, autopilot kind of way of doing. So these are some things which each of us have to look at. So the question I leave the audience is, what is your leadership gap? Among the three gaps, which is the biggest one you keep falling into again and again, that would be the first step you need to take to become an integral leader. So the integral leader, as I'm saying, is being centered. Most of the Western processes, most of the Western models are psychological based. That means they are mind centered. Of course, in the Western mind, they do not differentiate between uh, manas, chitta, buddhi, or ahankar. So for them, you can talk about as a lower mind and a higher mind, but the lower, so that's where the confusion comes between the mind and the heart. So I have put thinking and feeling in the same domain. So most of us are looking at like, a, is it what to do or how to do? But very few people, only in the recent time, a few of them are beginning to talk about the purpose. Why do I do what I do? What is the prayojanam, if I were to use the Sanskrit word for it? But I'm beginning to say integral leadership is about actually who is doing it. The Kartrutva Bhava and Bhaktrutva Bhava, if we begin to talk about who are you being the leader in this particular role, and I have given you in this slide both the micro perspective of an individual and the macro perspective of an organization. Ultimately, if we are saying that the leadership is about communicating, and motivating people to act. How do we generally motivate people? Three traditional patterns use fear as a motivator. Sometimes, you know, in the context of theory X, they look at it. Second one is we give some incentives, short-term desires are incentives to motivate, or we try to pass on power and control as the ways to motivate. Interestingly, theory X, theory Y, theory Z, as you, you can closely relate to, these are all what I call as a management methods. These are traditional leadership methods. Most of the younger people, the millennials, rarely get motivated. And all of them come from scarcity mentality, scarcity mindset. You know, as we know, we are about looking at it from the ananda, from the abundance perspective. This doesn't fit very well. 
and finally these are all unconscious management approaches there is nothing aware about that there is no consciousness about that and these are all management methods and leadership i believe goes in a completely different way the alternative i'm suggesting from integral leadership is instead of provoking fear we need to passion happiness passion i mean evoke passion love in what they do when people are happy when people are curious and engaged with it their employee engagement goes up their individual engagement goes up instead of providing short term incentives let us help them to find their authentic voice and become the thought leaders and become the experts in it instead of focusing on control and command we need to mentor them and coach them to become inclu inclusive and intuitive leaders all of them as you know can connect very nicely with the chakra model if you were to look at the first three chakras the mooladhara swadhisthana and manipura very nicely parallel with the traditional leadership models which are actually management models all focused on the individual self what is in it for me how do i take care of myself it is the <clears throat> enhanced self interest which in another book i called it a, like a smart approach rajasik and tamasik are dominant in this particular one but anahata which is right in the middle if you were to begin to look at which is where the cause and effect break down where the emergent nature of something that comes in that is where the uh, at anahata is where the love and passion begins then uh, at visuddha the throat chakra that is where people find their authentic voice and that is where they become the thought leaders and domain experts and finally at the agna chakra that is where the diversity is respected when we consciously include people of other polarity other orientation other interests and then begin to look at everything becoming part of one the intuition the third chakra begins to open up and then the satvik way we can begin to see something beyond the time past present and future and finally the seventh chakra for me represents the non duality where the individuality is completely lost where the leader and the led and the field of leadership all become one in some respect you can say well they are not one but they are actually represented as at the same level same way when we can operate from that non dual leadership it becomes extraordinarily powerful and meaningful how do you do that i i found out the best and most interesting way to do deal with is from the compassion you can connect it to maitri karuna mudita upeksha of yoga sutras or maitra karuna evacha if you bring the um, the uh, bhagavad gita we need to start from the heart chakra the compassion and from there we need to include the greed and the need for the power and with that we, if we can find self expression so that voice is not about controlling others but it is about giving self expression to what is our authentic you know dharma and how do we need to deal with it if we can deal with it with that we may be able to control our short term desires and when we can control our power needs and desire needs the intuition begins to open up because the rajasik and tamasik are actually reduced significantly and that is when once the intuition opens up 
then hopefully we'll be able to let go of the fear. The concept of abhaya comes into picture at that time, and that might lead us into a non-dual or unity-based leadership of oneness. This is how I look at focusing on a larger purpose, focusing on the other, focusing on the chetra, the chetra and chetragna become one. And at that particular stage, our leadership reaches the highest way. So the final slide, I would say, developing the next wave of leaders as integral leaders, we need to ground them in their body. We need to nurture their lower mind, manas, and you know, sometimes metaphorically called as the heart. And we need to challenge their buddhi and ahankar. And finally, we need to inspire them with the spirituality. When we do that, our leadership approach becomes more ethical, values-based, and finally, integral leadership. This is what I have for now, for the 15 minutes. And I'll be happy to take any questions or comments if you have.